black and powerful, yes I am. Black and powerful, yes I am. Black and white world like Jefferson's. Black and white world, the rifleman. Black and white world, Batman. Black and white world, Pat Masterson. Black and white world, black and white world, black and powerful, yes I am. Hello world, I know I love me. I hope you hear me before you judge me. Hope you know me before you trust me and see my beauties before my uglies. I'm black and proud, just like Penny. Welcome, welcome. This is the Simply King Podcast, and this is your boy Rodney Perry King himself. And you just tuned into the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for humans simply being humans. And I really want to thank everyone for tuning in to my uh, previous episode. It's the start of the spring and I'm really promoting change. Get yourself together. Reflect and plan and act so you can be the best you. But uh, I had to come back um, this week with an even, even better guest. Someone who is from a place that I love so dearly which is Clark Atlanta University, the illustrious Clark Atlanta University. Um, she's a writer. She's still a student, but she's about to get the hell out of there. And I love and I love her writing already. She's already been published in the Detroit News on an article that you all should check out. And I'm going to definitely put that link in the, in the description below. I have with me right now, Damo Sims. How you hey doing, there. girl? I'm pretty good, you know, just getting by <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. how many how many days until graduation man it's unrealistic i think it's like in the 30s now like if not 30 days <laughs> i know i remember that feeling though i, yeah, I definitely it, had i definitely had my countdown calendar ready you feel me it doesn't even seem real like i have so much to do i'm not even trying to cut countdown to be honest mm-hmm. it's like but, that yeah it's like that yeah. but it, it's all good it's all good i know i know but um Ah, I know y'all wondering, like, you know, what what is so special about Damo that we need to all have this conversation <laughs> with her and listen to what she has to say. Well, I believe that we're living in a today's age where, you know, the media has grown to a very high, high height, but also have been introduced to so many different types of forms of new media now. You know, the 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 expansion of the internet, you know, years ago with, you know, the emergence of social media in the past 10 years. It's been a lot of shit going on. <laughs> and I feel like, you know, when you're a person who, you know, sees yourself as a writer and you want to do, you know, want to go into journalism in any form, I think that it's uh, interesting to live in these times because it's kind of like your information comes from a million different places instead of just, you know, this one single source and this, you know, this one other place because it's kind of like, if you see that as something that you shouldn't look into, you might miss out on the whole damn store. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me ask you first, like, why, what made you want to, I guess, aspire to be uh, a writer in general? Well, um, writing's just something that I've always been good at. It's something that's always, like, came naturally to me. Um, yeah, I just, I like writing about life. I like writing about things. Like, I'm not, like, a poet. I'm not, um... You know, I don't consider myself like an author, like I don't write books or anything, but you know, I just like to write about what goes on. You know, I like to write about informative stories, stories that I feel like matter. I'm really big on like things that are newsworthy. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. if I'm like on my news app or on the CNN app, I don't like reading things about um, the Kardashians or, you know, um, a man saved a cat from a tree. Like to me, that's not newsworthy. It's not what we need to be hearing about when we have like, missiles being sent from North Korea, you know what I'm mm. saying? Or like, you know, like our um, presidential administration is 
very corrupt and you know just really like cutthroat so i feel like those are the things that people need to be reading about and i feel like reading is so fundamental and um the credibility of newspapers and you know articles and these informative resources have gone down in recent years because of the rise of technology so i feel like that definitely um challenges journalists to i guess maintain a presence um mm -hmm. in media we d i feel like we definitely have and um, we've maintained um an integrity because i feel like we are kind of the middleman between you know society and you know the media so we're basically kind of transferring that information to the people that you know don't necessarily seek it like we're seeking it so we're kind of like giving that information to the people that aren't necessarily going after the information so we're like oh hey if you didn't hear this is what's going on in our world right now so yeah 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 i think uh it's interesting how you know how generations generation to generation how it's changed so much you know at one time it was you know newspapers and that changed to you know people who watch the news and you know a lot of our parents and older generations you know are still very very still a a regimen in their day to sit down for the you know five o'clock news 11 o'clock news before they go to sleep some you know to keep you know just stay informed no matter how uh repetitious the stories are especially mm -hmm. where i'm from and you know if you're watching uh, 11 o'clock news if somebody got shot somebody some crazy happened or it might be some wild ass story that they just now covering um so it's kind of a lot of the same similar things um one thing that i learned in um in my comp one class in uh high school i took it early and we had read this uh specific article um from it was a collection of people who worked within media they were former um journalists or just worked within tv and they compiled this really really dope article called uh how media distorts reality and essentially in this article they it explains that how the outputs of so much different so many different you know things so many different stories so many different narratives has sculpted the output or the outlook on people's views when it comes to life like for instance they did a study on one specific place uh, local news where they kept talking about uh like car crashes and car accidents and all these different things and people actually stopped driving their cars like it was like a, a very low amount of people like traffic went down all these things <laughs> happened because people were actually afraid to get in, onto the roads wow. and um and it's just like those different techniques that are used like they compile so much material you know about like al-qaeda and isis and they give it all to us at once all in one week like these are things that happen this and this things that happen this time and these are things that happen at this time and it's kind of like well damn something about to go on <laughs> right when these things all may have happened you know months apart from each other but they're kind of giving us that news because it's kind of like let's get a little bit more you know just reporting on another isis attack is not going to be enough for people to kind of be like oh okay because right. they kind of they've heard it it's 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 essentially you know hand in hand yeah. oh, tell me i guess um i believe i definitely believe that the article has some truth to it i definitely believe that it uh it even went into you know kind of like how the news kind of plays towards stereotypes when it comes to you know criminalization of uh of blacks and mm -hmm. criminalization of uh of spanish and also the um 
kind of, you know, catering to when a lot of white people do things that are wrong, you know, instead mm -hmm. of saying, you know, this criminal, or this rapist, they'll say, well, this former, you know, soldier who caught into a sexual assault case, why then it'll be like this murderous black man who just, <laughs> you know, killed half his damn family. Yeah. It's kind of like, whoa, we, 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 we kind of trying to save the humanity for some people and kind of not for others. So tell me, have you ever noticed that kind of distortion of media towards reality? Definitely, definitely, like every day. Um, but I feel like it became more I became more aware of it like mm -hmm. as I got more serious about journalism and like um, it started to become a requirement to read the newspaper like watch the news and I'm really just like wow like they really be playing black people and like just people of color in general like mm -hmm. you know um, criminalizing us and depicting us in a negative light um, I'm glad that you said that because I actually came across this article earlier this month um it was actually in a publication called the evening standard which is a british publication mm -hmm. and um i studied abroad in london last semester so you know i kind of got like the the energy of how um black people are i guess abroad out there yeah mm -hmm. so it's there is a very prominent um black population and you know the difference um between like black British people and like African-Americans is uh, most people, most black people who live in the UK know like where their ancestral like lineage comes from. So of like course. they know like they're West Indian, they know that like what country their family's from in Africa as opposed to African-Americans. We have no clue and there's really nothing we can do about it because we mm -hmm. did not ask to come here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, the title of the article says police hunt thug after Islington, which is a borough in London, bus mm -hmm. passenger punch and attack on ground. And then this is the picture Damn. Of, of the thug. And it, as you see, it's just like a black man in a peacoat, like. In a peacoat? Yes. Thugs don't like peacoats. Exactly. They like Pelly Pellys and, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> bomber jackets and, exactly. you know, and hoodies. That's the usual, you know? The usual, right, mm -hmm. exactly. So, you know, that just, I like, it made me feel such a way. Like, I had to screenshot it and leave it for a moment where it would be referenced like this. So, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, as far as, like, the distortion of reality, I feel like media is i feel like it does destroy reality and it doesn't so mm -hmm. um for one reason i feel like it doesn't is because um you know the media still is a source for real information like even though there are there is um sources that aren't always 100 percent correct or you know don't necessarily hold a lot of weight when it comes to the truth um there are sources that do yes. and you know so like i know whenever i hear about something um the first thing I check is my news app on my phone. So I like, cause that way I have it um, set up to where it's so many different publications. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm not just seeing like a Fox News headline. Like I'm exactly. seeing a Fox News headline, I'm seeing a CNN headline, I'm mm -hmm. seeing NBC headline, I'm seeing all these different headlines. So, you know, cause a lot of different um, networks and publications, you know, have different standpoints on things. So we know Very that true. Fox is more so conservative mm -hmm. and in favor of a certain kind of people mm -hmm. as opposed to like NBC is like more liberal. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, you know, and that I've seen similar um, headlines, maybe not as 
straightforward talking about thugs but like i've seen like similar terminology like referencing um people of color in headlines for fox news so um for the, i i set it up like that's for that reason so i'm not just seeing like one side so and i will read um an article about the same thing from different publications just to get different views because it's not like one publication or one network isn't going to get all the information to one story like it's exactly. always going to be something that they're missing so that's the information that i get from these other sources mm-hmm. however um i do feel like the media distorts reality more so in um a general sense because although like media is a source for like news it's also a source for influence as well so you know mm-hmm. you have you know social media so you have these um these instagram models and you know these people like you know having thousands and thousands of followers is the thing you know and if you don't yeah. have thousands of thousands of followers your your presence in media in particular is not i guess celebrated or it's not respected or you're not taken seriously like oh oh like he got 500 followers like he's not nobody you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying you know so um but also i think that when i say it's a source of influence you know the media promotes these unrealistic unrealistic expectations um such as like body imagery and um you know just uh these rappers like you know throwing thousands and thousands of dollars and we're Mm -hmm. thinking like that's the thing and like you know maybe it is but you know to some people it's not but it be the way that it's so i guess promoted in media we're we're inclined to think that that's what we should be doing like and if we're not doing that it's a problem or we're lacking in society so mm-hmm. you know like uh, what's that song by future um which one right so many right the <laughs> one where he's like um, you know fuck up some commas right and oh I'm yeah like, fuck up the commas yeah, yeah that's never, that's the name of the song never fucked up a comment in my life but nah. i sing that song like to the death it's, you know it's, it's the it's the it's so, the jam exactly and you know um even just like you know music videos like you know with good songs but it's just like all that's in the music video is like big booties and like you know dollars right exactly and it's just like you know like what happened to you know like like when i think of like a really good music video like the first thing that pops in my head is um, michael jackson's remember the time like that's one of my favorite music videos but like you don't see videos like that anymore Mm -hmm. and i feel like you know because media is such a widespread thing you know it's not just about the news it's about you know entertainment and it's about everything yes everything that's being released to the public you know and that's holding um weight as far as influence and you know like the news influences us like you were saying before like you uh people weren't driving their cars Mm -hmm. because there was so many accidents going on so you know um but i also feel like although um it does distort reality. I feel like, um, I, I know I have a friend um, whose mom doesn't watch the news because she said the news scares her. Like she doesn't, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, she doesn't real. like, she doesn't like to watch the news. Um, yeah, because she just feels like every time the, she turns on the news, it's something negative. And um, a lot of the times that is true. Mm-hmm. Um, rarely ever do you turn on the news and it's like, Always oh, good. right, student gets awarded full-time scholarship. Like when yeah. do you ever hear that on the news? Like never. So. <laughs> Um, I got yeah, like that I, for a second too, and I definitely um, I, I, I I'm a little bit different now. I think I definitely tune in and check in certain little things, or I've tried to find news outlets that play to my own sensibilities. That's like, okay, this is where I know I can get some news. Then cool, right. I fuck <laughs> with this. I fuck the way they're giving it to me too, and um, <laughs> I think it's interesting. Because you, uh, that's a great, that's a great question. I was just having this conversation with my homeboy, Stretch. 
yesterday and um, me and stress were just talking about like like how like how crazy it is now and like what do you think's about to happen and all this stuff right and i told him how media has a really really big role to play now um especially when their validity is being like tried when they when they literally are like it's fake news and this that and i think what has to happen is the news and the major media outlets had to do things that they probably have never done before and that is using the most amount of discernment and actually choosing against the typical story Mm -hmm. you know like i think right now they're in a kind of messed up spot because we literally have a a troll for a president so it's kind of like he'll say things he'll do things and it'll distract from the story that it really should be covered you know we'll literally sit here and have a 15 minute piece on him going to mar-a-lago golfing yet another weekend or him calling out saying that you know cnn is fake news and they're talking about that and they're bringing on commentators to talk about why this is bad and why this is that and then he gets some damn bill passed that's like all under the radar because they're spending a lot of this airtime talking about these very sensationalized stories that we already know you know, yeah. and I think yeah. that's the part that, you know, they have to play a lot heavier. And uh, he asked me, and I want to ask you the same thing. When it comes to media, though, uh, do you think there's such thing as um, like too much news or too much truth? You know, because like, I, I feel that, you know, your your friend's mom in the same way that I felt long ago, too, is uh, kind of just anytime you when you once you become conscious of so much, the shit does get scary. Once you realize how really fucked up the world is and mm-hmm. how corrupt every single like every single area of life has something wrong with it, from the food we eat to the air we breathe to the trees in our backyard right. to the to the the harmful things that fucking invisible gas in our damn house, all that shit, you know, and just having so much information. Yeah can scare you do you believe that too much there's a, i guess there's a is there such thing as too much information when it comes to what the media gives us um i mm, it's a slippery slope because yeah, i think so i definitely yeah i definitely feel like um you know you definitely shouldn't sit in front of the tv all day watching the news in fear mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying however i do think it's important to stay informed and know what's going on in the world like you know like i said my friend's mom doesn't watch the news but i don't feel like that's a good thing you know i feel like mm-hmm. you should watch the news and you know um because there's so many there's so many things going on in the world and like you said the world is so fucked up you know so i think that as an individual, like it's important to have a presence in society and have an opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't always have to state it, but you know, it's important to just know what's going on. And so, it, if it is brought up, because that for me, especially as a journalist, that's like the worst thing. Like having a conversation with someone, and they're like, "Oh, like did you hear about such and such and such?" And I'm like, "No, I didn't." Mm. Like, you know, like I like to be engaged in those kind of conversations because you know you learn more by talking to people about it. Exactly. And, um, I think that, can you repeat your question one more time? Because I don't want to go off on a tangent. <laughs> no, do you think that uh, there's a such thing as too much information? Like Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think that um, in this current like social political climate where we have a president who's discrediting um, the news, I feel like that's a time where you need to listen to the news most. Mm-hmm. Because you, we know this man is evil. We know this man is corrupt. We know this man is not in favor of our people in particular. Mm-hmm. So if he's discrediting the news, like clearly the news is doing something right. Exactly. You know, 
So like, I feel like that's the time to be listening to the news. And, um, you know, they're only going to discredit him when I feel like there's some truth to it or if there's something that's going to discredit him or make him look bad. I mean, he looks terrible, but he doesn't care because he's like banning himself with his money. Exactly. So like, yeah, it doesn't matter to him. But um, yeah, I definitely don't, I don't think it's, I don't, I, de I definitely don't think you can be too informed about anything. Like it's always um, a, a different layer to a story and like every day is a new day and something's always happening every day. And even though something, you know, isn't being displayed on the news, it doesn't mean it's not happening. And yeah. I feel like that's important too because there's a lot of stuff that's going on in our world that isn't being brought to the media. You know, there's, um, you know, uh, countries like Ethiopia and Venezuela who are going through like famine right now. Like they mm. don't have any resources for food, but yeah. we're not hearing about that on the news. You know, exactly. you're only going to hear about that if you're actually looking to learn more about it, exactly. which is a problem. That's problematic. So it is, it is, it is. And I think we. It's, it's it's sad to live in a time like that because I think the world has always been all types of fucked up on its own type of levels. And I think in recent history and recent, you know, that we've noticed, you know, how I think everyone is starting to realize how bad the world is, you know? Like, I think, <laughs> it, you know, if, if media and the internet was around 100 years, you know, 200 years ago, slavery might have, slavery might have been, you know, uh, turned a lot of people off a lot, a lot faster than, uh, than it did. It wouldn't have took 400 years right. uh, if there was such thing as internet because I think people would just been like, you know what, I'm kind of this tired of saying cool. this, yeah. shit, this shit really ain't uh, that hot, you know? Right. Uh, yeah, I just I don't know how I fuck with this. Right. And, um, and also just places for safe places on the internet for people to discuss certain things. All those things are how they are now and I think they've created a community amongst us now. Um, I guess uh, let me let me uh, uh, segue into another topic of you know so being a journalist how how I guess I feel like you just something that you may have you know a lifetime to learn of course but how will you because I feel like the article that you wrote was very very it was very uh, thought provoking it was something that you probably never even thought about but also it was very uh, intuitive when it comes to just the coming of the future. You know, mm -hmm. like these are things that are being spoken on and everyone's thinking about it in their own ways, mm -hmm. you know, from their own, you know, from an able from an able body standpoint. Mm -hmm. And um, and essentially you're like, well, yeah, I kind of don't like it. I kind of like it. They find all these different issues and problems. But in actuality, it solves an issue, a problem for a lot of people um, and gives them so much more independence uh, that, you know, they may may have not had. And I think that was what was so beautiful about it. But um, I guess as a journalist, how will you keep your integrity and cover the stories that need to be published? Which you're already doing, but how mm -hmm. I guess how will you continue to remain that person? Um, I think it just starts with the type of person that you are. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a person that isn't interested in, you know, touching on stories that need to be touched on won't and they you know they aren't so it, we shouldn't expect them to but that's what um you know classifies different kinds of journalists you know mm -hmm. those journalists that work for fox or those journalists that work for new york times like exactly you know it, it's it's what makes a difference so i just i think that for me as a journalist like when i decided that i this is what i wanted to do and i wanted to take it seriously i had to make the choice of what kind of journalist i wanted to be what kind of image did i want to expose mm -hmm. you know um 
you know, what, what brand did I want? To, what, what did I want to label myself as? And I wanted to be a journalist because, um, you know, a lot of a lot of people want to work in entertainment news. That's mm-hmm. like, you know, initial like they want to. That's you know, a big be thing. In, yeah. So um, but for me, you know, I would love to work in entertainment news. Like, you know, entertainment news is interesting to me. However, um, I feel it would be I would be more respected as a journalist if I started off in hard news and mm-hmm. then kind of merge into entertainment news if that's what I decide to do. Gotcha, gotcha, um, gotcha. Yeah, however, I want to be an international reporter, so I'm, I'm more so interested in, like, what goes on on a global scale. So, um, thank you. <laughs> that's beautiful. Um, as far as my article, I did want to touch on just, like, because I, thank you for your kind words, um, but I did just want to, <laughs> I wanted to touch a little bit about, um, I guess, like, why I wrote it, because it does kind of contribute to um, your question about integrity. Mm-hmm. Um, well, first of all, I attended the North American International Auto Show um, on behalf of General Motors. They chose 13 um, college journalism students uh, to come to the auto show to report, I guess. And basically, when our assignment was to, we were put into groups of like three or four, and we basically had to put together a project to present to three or four GM executives. Mm-hmm. So, um, it was promoting automotive journalism, so people who want to write about cars and are interested in cars. And I don't know anything about cars. Like everything that I know about cars has been learned from when I got my car two years ago. Exactly. So I don't know anything. Like I learn as I go. So um, initially, I was a little nervous because I'm like, you know, I. I Writing comes easy to me when I'm writing about something that I want to write about or something exactly. that I'm interested in. So when they're like, as oh, am I. like, as am I. you know, <laughs> so I'm like automotive journalism. I'm like, what am I going to say here? I can't write about engines and brakes and all. You know what I'm saying? I just mm-hmm. I can't think of something. So that's where it kind of. So while we were on the auto show floor, you know, we're um, well, before before we got on the auto show floor, there was a presentation from Chevrolet. Mm-hmm. And they were basically um, touching on, you know, the future of autonomous technology and mm-hmm. like what that means for the future. But, you know, they're talking about all this, you know, innovation and how all this change that's about to come about and, you know, make so many different, um, you know, open up so many opportunities and doors for people um, through this autonomous technology. But like not once, like, did it talk about disabled people? And I feel like if it's going to benefit anybody, it would be someone who can't drive or someone who doesn't have the ability to move exactly you know so i'm like um who is this really benefiting so that that's like what really like sparked the idea in my head and so when we got on the auto show floor like that was just that's all i asked questions about like i don't care about your cars like what are you doing to promote awareness and promote um an option for these people um and it was compelling to me simply because like if you what you saw in the article like i spoke about my uncle who's a quadriplegic mm-hmm. and so he's um paralyzed from the neck down but it's it specifically was like it made me want to write about it because my uncle was not always paralyzed mm-hmm. he was he was shot and then got paralyzed as a result of that so you know there was a point in time where he could walk he could drive he could do all these things so now it's like you know now it's like a shock of reality like I can't do these things anymore so it's like he's lost like you know and that I know um when it comes to you know when you get um when you become paralyzed or you uh come across like a disability that you haven't had your whole life you know they put you through therapy and they say the first thing is acceptance accepting that this happened to you exactly. this is what you know your life is going to be so you know um 
it wasn't in the article, but a part of the presentation that we did um, aside of the articles, we put together like a little, uh, not a slideshow, but kind of a slideshow. And basically it was just like pictures of different slogans from the auto show. So it's like, you know, a slogan from Ford that was like, um, a driving to the future or something like that and mm-hmm. it was uh, another one was like innovation for all and we're black we're plastering these uh these images and slogans while we have a, a voiceover of my uncle in the background speaking oh, that's about dope. his experiences as a disabled man and not always being disabled and what autonomous technology would mean to him and his exactly future. And he was saying that the best thing that could ever happen to a disabled person would be to have a self-driving car so um you it's know easy. and yeah so like when i was writing about it like that's all i wanted to do was because because i wanted people that didn't know much about cars just like me like everything that i wrote about in that article that was um like factual when it came to like cars like statistics and all that was stuff that i learned mm-hmm. like while i was at the auto show so i just wanted to um shine a light on a topic that you know doesn't get much recognition like we were talking about earlier but also um doesn't necessarily what was i trying to say Oh, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> but <laughs> basically, I'm just trying to say that, um, you know, a lot of people don't know a lot about cars. So exactly. I wasn't the only person who, you know, was lost when it came to this topic. So I wanted to get something that everyone can relate to. Because even though everyone may not have a disabled person in their family, I'm sure they know a disabled person or know someone who knows a disabled person. Exactly. Or know someone that autonomous technology would benefit. Yeah. So um, I just wanted to get the conversation going. So I was glad that I did that. But I definitely feel like... Um, that speaks to my integrity as a journalist, but also the integrity of journalism overall and the power that it has. Um, yeah, and like I said before, reading is fundamental. So I, you know, I just thank all the people that read it and um, were able to open their eyes to that perspective. Hell yeah, and I think it's it's something. It's definitely you definitely made it relatable because even me being you know. Even me being a man, it's always stereotypical, you know, that we should know a lot about cars and love cars. I really don't, I really don't give a shit about cars, personally. Um, I give a damn about a lot of other things, but cars really never got me like that. It's kind of like, Same. I just, you know, folks be like, it's so fast. I'm like, I'm not going to be going that fast, no damn. Yeah. I don't want no tickets. I don't need none of them problems. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I just wanted to look cool and for me to look cool. And that's really right. all I give a damn about. And it better not break. Um, so you definitely made it relatable. Um, I definitely feel like you stretched the imagination and made something that usually would be a very niche, um, topic into one that was extremely broad and extremely objective. And so you're on your way, girl, you know, I'm going to say that first, if no one has, uh, if you just keep having that sense of creativity and kind of broadening the spectrum on whatever topic, no matter how minute, uh, and making it making it plain and making it everyone see it as like oh so damn this is something you know I, this is an interesting read i never thought about it like this um but to uh to segue into another topic when it comes to you know because we're, we're talking about integrity we're talking about stories that need to be told but the sad part about it is we live in a world of so many stories that nobody didn't even need to ask for so like <laughs> Um, I feel like there's a, you know, a large sense of, you know, clickbaiting being kind of like shamed and ostracized towards certain media outlets. There are literally media outlets that have built their media, their, their whole uh, platform based off of, you know, kind of clickbaiting and very consumer reactive content. You know what I'm saying? Like the shade room 
is like a actual like source of information for people i remember when it first hey. came like shade room and baller alert and um and it even you have doppelgangers that have came up out of you know out of that but it's crazy to me that and before that you of course you had blogs and you know uh with like xo nicole and uh perez hilton and all this kind of you know real gossipy stuff but mm-hmm. it's something about like the shade room and ball alert that i feel like played to you know especially black sensibilities they hold weight <laughs> like they talk kind of way for sure because <laughs> they they getting juicy shit that we be like oh yeah. shit this is this how like, it is this how it is yes, and they catching all of it about- when I first heard about Carmelo Anthony and Lala, freaking, yeah. like I heard about it from somebody, and I said, "Oh no, let me go check the shade room." Shade room, because they, they, it was they, on there. I said, "It's confirmed." Yeah, it, it gotta be right. When you're right. talking about like <laughs> developing gossip, you know, and I think that's the part that uh, it's understood when it comes to like the shade room and these specific outlets. You take them with a grain of salt, but you also know that they've shown themselves to like come back and be like okay y'all, we we fucked up, we was wrong, but so this exactly. is what really happened. So it was like, damn, this was up. Cause you don't see right. that that often. Right. You don't right. see right. retract retractments happening in news. I mean, they just go with it and just be like, they might just put some on their site, like, "Hey, look, what we said on on air was wrong or whatever." This is the real story, right. and right. it's kind of like, nah, let me get all of it, stand stand in your truth type shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell me, like, what you think of these things that are now like the viral things that go viral, you know? And I. I feel like sometimes I'm cool with it because it's a a great topic to talk about. You know, like right now with the Carmelo and Lala situation, got a lot of people, you know, really speaking on, you know, just infidelity and why men cheat, why women cheat, uh, having, you know, dating people with, you know, within a certain type of, you know, economic class, um, income class, you know, and how that brings some type of entitlement or privilege. Like, it's cool if, you know, rich dudes cheat because it's kind of like, it's expected Mm. it's cool if you know nba players cheat because you know that's what they do and um i'm glad you know those conversations are being had but uh but you also have shit like uh what's that what's that girl i don't even know her damn name the uh catch me outside outside. yeah the catch me outside girl who getting all i think her i think her little 15 minutes is probably about at two now (laughs) but um i'm glad it is but right. I do remember at a real, at a point that like she had came back like she blew up on the internet came back to Doctor Field talking about you know you you were nothing before I came on to your show and then it was putting out all this random ass uh, numbers talking about this girl making a hundred thousand dollars just for an appearance and shit and I'm like what yeah like yeah. I understand <laughs> she she may have gone a, a large amount of value just from people speaking on her either negatively or positively and that and that holds weight now you know that holds so much damn weight now definitely um just from people talking about you in general but just tell me what you, what's your opinion on especially you being a person within the media about like click baiting like really like having these really outrageous headlines just for people to kind of you know come to it and it's kind of like oh, okay you just got me and this this ain't shit you know right right or, right, or that you know just extremely consumer reactive content just you know and keep giving you all this viralness and all this viralness mm-hmm. um what do you think about that now and do you think that's a positive or negative for media in general mm. well okay well i will say that um clickbaiting um is definitely something that is in favor of media resources demographics so i went to this um journalism workshop like 
a month ago mm-hmm. and they were speaking about it was with the Atlanta Journal Constitution. They were like, Oh, like we get such and such and such number of clicks on our website every day. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, Oh, okay. Cool. You know what I'm saying? Like to me, like that's not really like a thing. Like I don't really look at that like, okay, like nine thousand people are clicking on your website in an hour. But are they actually reading your content? Are you actually putting out um you know, reliable news. I'm not saying this in particular to the Atlanta Journal Constitution. I'm just saying in general. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, like, so what is it? Okay. Yeah. You're getting clicks, but like, what, what content are you putting out? Like, what's the credibility behind it? What's the um, importance behind it? The newsworthiness behind it? Um, so I definitely feel like there are uh, publications that will put a certain headline just to get you to read the story. Cause there's so many um, stories I've came across where like the headline, like I was like, what is the story about? And then I'll click on it. And then I'm just like, the story's about nothing, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, and you know, I'm so tired of seeing headlines like about the Kardashians. If I see one more story about the Kardashians, like I'm Girl, you, you, grow up. I'm you waiting. warm my heart up. Anybody like, who listens to this show, they know I have a very strong disdain you know, and for the Kardashians. Not- <laughs> so you, you, yeah. you, you, you're you're singing to me right now yeah so you know all that um you know stories about like i said earlier like pets getting caught in a tree or like you know um cheating and sex scandals like you know of course this is all stuff that we want to know about but it's not necessarily stuff that we care about um and as far as like going back to clickbaiting you know and going back to headlines and um, the negative depiction of people of color in the media, mm-hmm. you know, um, yesterday, was it yesterday or the day before yesterday, uh, Bill O'Reilly. Yeah, um, he got fired. Like, what? Like, you know what I'm saying? So this is a big deal. That's but really you big. you think about, um, you know, these, these white men in power, like you have Bill O'Reilly, Donald Trump, our president, you know, that have these... Um, sexual abuse allegations against them but then you have um bill cosby getting dragged in the media like literally dragged like even Mm -hmm. if this man wanted to make a comeback he could like Mm -hmm. there's no way Mm -hmm. there's no way like you know so um you know and i don't know the truth you know i wasn't there with these women when you know these um alleged you know these alleged events happen however you know um I definitely feel like race pays pays a huge role. Oh hell role. yeah! Oh hell definitely yeah! Definitely plays a huge role. Um, even uh, with Michael Jackson, like you mm-hmm. know, um, and just his whole like spiral before he passed away. You know, it's like they literally just try. They uh, but okay. And th- this may just be my inner uh, conspiracy theorist. However, no, give, give it to me. Give it you, to you me. You want me to give it to you? Okay. To so um, everyone knows that. Um, Michael Jackson was supposed to be buying Sony before mm-hmm. he passed away. Yes, and I know the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the man just abruptly passed away. Yes. Like, so weird mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. Um, same thing with Bill Cosby. At, was it NBC that he was going to buy? He, he, they said he. it was uh, rumored that he tried to buy them before. And he yeah. couldn't. Yeah, I think almost 15 years but, ago. Yeah. And then he tried again now, like more, probably like two years ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, he he was a little bit closer to doing it because he actually exactly. had that you know he actually had that, exactly that, that, that bag I, mm-hmm, you know, so. exactly and I think that um you know just any time that a person of color puts any non person of color in a position to where they feel like they're a threat 
Mm-hmm. You know, like especially so high up, like a Bill Cosby or a Michael Jackson. Like it's definitely um, a red flag, and I feel like they're, you know, how, I, you know how like black people can have conversations about white people, and it's just like a mutual consensus. Like we understand, like you yeah. know, I don't have to explain, like, oh, you know how white people, but yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. yeah, yeah, you, know you what ain't got to, yeah, so yeah. I honestly feel like white people have those same conversations about black people. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah, like they're like, for hey, sure. You know how black people, yeah, 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 you know, you know. Yeah, for sure, for <laughs> so sure. I feel like you know like as soon as they see like a black person like rising up you know um you know there's so many different like social activists that you know they threw in jail just to get like asada shakur mm-hmm. like you know what i'm saying the woman was innocent like i don't know if you read her autobiography but um she had to flee to cuba just so mm-hmm. the government would leave her alone like mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so it's like i feel like these white people like have these conversations like oh oh no nah he's a problem like mm-hmm. that nigger that nigger's a problem you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like we have to do something about it and, and it is sad because it's kind of like if you really just put all all men and all i think especially black men i think because they've it's kind of hard and i think they try to try to defame uh black women who've gotten to a high place but the crazy part about that is that you know then there's a sexism at place because it's it's obvious that they're sexist uh. and i think it's easier to prove <laughs> sexism than it is racism because racism is a lot more covert it's a lot more invisible and so they can just sit simply yeah but it's intersectional they they don't they don't like they don't like a lot of white people don't like beyonce just for the simple fact she's a black strong ass woman you know like doing it like. you know just doing the shit you <laughs> exactly. know shout out to serena for you know that baby or whatever you know had a whole ass child and won a grand slam. She literally is the goat. Literally, uh, like, like, there's nothing to talk about. Like, there's nothing to talk about. But I feel like, for me, I think it's interesting how we, you know, we live in this world and we have so much going on. But I definitely believe that, you know, race and there's so many different things that play a play. And I think it, I'm glad you brought up Bill O'Reilly because I think that is something that's very, very, that should be like on news cycles for a hot second because this is a person who, has built a career on being very, very negative, very racist, very sexist, very misogynistic, um, very like praising the patriarchy of the society and um, and just using his whiteness to put himself in a place to where he always can, you know, just do these, do these different things. I think it's crazy because his most popular, you know, things have been people of color who went on his damn show and, you know, tore his ass in too. They capitalized you know, on and like they- Cause he, cause he's not, he's not, he's, I wouldn't call the man intelligent, but I think like a lot of these white people, just like Trump, they're strategic. They do things, you know, they do things with a certain purpose. Does it make it smart? Hell no, but it makes it, it gets the, you know, desired result. And so this man being fired by a newscast, like by a news uh, platform that in, in recent history has always accepted certain people like this it shows some it shows something you know it shows a lot of change it shows you know how you know really to push back and how to really truly resist and um and and especially when you attack that money you know they really (laughs) they really like a bill like uh yes yes, you know all these damn because i think it was around like 50 i think it was around like 50 different um like 50 different sponsors who was like Nah, uh, we we don't we don't need that. We don't need y'all type shit, you know. So, I find it very beautiful that you know that he's gone. 
<laughs> the, oh, and, and just so that slow. the and that the kind of like the paradigm. <laughs> I definitely feel like a definite shift in just the paradigm of the world and just the way people are thinking and people thinking differently. Even if it was just motivated from you know economic, uh, you know just economic gain. I feel like shit good because people like him don't right. need to be on the news anymore. They've At been on the news all. forever, and especially right. if he's literally sexually assaulted people who he's working with. Right. Get your and ass I- out there. Put his ass on the list. You know everything. You know what I'm saying. Make right. his ass move. He can't be nowhere right. close to his and that. Just put a damn low right. jack on his ass. I don't. I don't exactly. care. But um. <laughs> but I, I just to, just to you know conclude, for real for real. Uh. I just want to say you know, we live in this world where I feel like we should be the most aware now more than ever, and we really really need to be keen on information, deciphering you know the real to the fake. And trusting, you know, what you feel like you should trust as well. Um, but also being conscious enough to understand, you know, to look past and look deeper into this story. Don't just always take it for face value. Always look for more information. Um, and uh, and simply just just go out and be and find those things that you truly care about. You know, download those apps or news, you know, and get different different opinions. You know, take in different sources. Get a second opinion about certain things before you post certain things. Because that's a real, that's a real, you know, heavy thing that happens so much now. You know, as soon as we find out. As soon as we find out. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Yeah. Uh, as soon as we find <laughs> out about, you know, certain things that are happening, it's like we have this reaction reaction like immediately post, post, you know? You know? Like it just immediately say something about it. And we're kind of like, damn. Yeah, I wanted I wanted to say something about that too. I know you wanted to conclude, but you just no. Go ahead, go ahead. Sparked a, a flame. Um, yeah, I definitely feel like uh, even what we were talking about with Bill O'Reilly, like you know, um, it gets the conversation going, like stories mm-hmm. like this. However, um, I'm not one to put my opinion on social media because I feel like everyone puts their opinion on social media. And I don't mm-hmm. want coming someone coming for me because of how I feel about something. I'd rather keep it to myself, you know, because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like anyone else's opinion isn't going to change my opinion and my opinion towards anyone else's opinion isn't going to change theirs. So I think it's so funny when people, you know, just go back and forth about, you know, things that they don't agree on um, about like in the media, you know, um, just like what's truthful, what's not, what's important, what's not. You know how you know how you, we were talking about Carmelo and Lala, like mm-hmm. you know everyone's speaking on infidelity. Now everyone's a relationship expert, and everyone yeah. has experienced infidelity, and everyone has been married, and everyone knows you know what it, what she's going through. You mm-hmm. know, but in reality, we don't know the layers of their relationship. We don't know if this is the first time this happened. We don't know if he's the only one who's been unfaithful in the relationship. We don't know anything. You know? That's some so, real shit. You know, so I, and I feel like that that's one huge reason why I don't speak on a lot of things on social media, because there's so many layers to things. You know, I'd rather just keep quiet, you know, and just or, you know, write about it to myself or hey. discuss it, discuss it with people in person. You know, exactly. I, don't, I don't need social media. And I feel like a lot of people hide behind um, their computers and their phones. And, you know, they just, you know, they're the big bad wolf on social media, but, you know, in person, they can't even hold an intellectual conversation about a lot of these topics that they're touching on. Mm-hmm. So, um, Twitter fingers. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. And I, I definitely, I heavily believe that. I heavily believe that. But I think we, I think we said all that we can say. And I really, really appreciate you, Damo, yeah, giving me your time. Of course. Of 
course. Yes, yes. And congratulations <laughs> on, you know, finishing up, you know what I'm saying? Doing your time, serving your time in the, in the illustrious Clarkland University. I can only yes. imagine your senioritis is probably about to spill out and oh. just, you know, <laughs> erupt in your system. But yeah. it's going to be dope. It's going to be cool. Graduation time is probably the most beautiful black ass celebration time ever. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's 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 beautiful for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Um, just to, just the love and just everybody all happy. Grandma, aunties. You know what I'm yes. saying? Random ass cousins who just wanted a trip to Atlanta. It's it's cool. Do your right. thing, cause you know say we are not going to Magic City. All right, it's cool. I'm weak. <laughs> so, but no, um, I really want to thank you. Um, definitely follow Damo. Uh, what's what's your um, what's your uh, social media so they can follow you? Um, I'm Damo Writes on IG and Twitter. Um, so it's D O M O Writes W R I T E S. Yes, and, yes. And um, also follow my blog. It's blackstudenttravel.wordpress.com, and it's just all about black people who travel the world and are just being so great globally. So definitely. Hey, hey. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> we got to have that. We got to have that. And um, if you don't know now, you know, you can listen to the Simply King podcast everywhere podcasts are available from Apple Podcasts, the purple app on your phone right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, go re-upload that. Go ahead, press that subscribe button. If you don't listen to podcasts, allow me to be the first. Um, also, I'm on SoundCloud. I'm on Google Play. I'm on the Stitcher Radio app and TuneIn Radio. I'm also in the podcast directory, Podcast in Color. And we're part of a network of podcasts here in Chicago called the Second Wind Collective. Shout out to my man, Dan. So, um, I really want to thank everyone for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Definitely going to keep giving you really dope topics, really cool things, really dope people, really cold just in just intelligent millennials uh, millennial voices coming on um if you want to contact me in any type of form you can check out anything that i'm doing on lifeisking.com that's lifeisking.com and you, my email is lifeisking1 at gmail.com hit me up if you want to you know build on the episode you want to feature any certain things you want to you know give me a topic idea for something to discuss or research i am with it hit me up let me know. We can get that going. All right. All right. This is that's all I got to say today. That's all I got to say this week. See y'all next week. This is Simply King. She see money all around me. I look like I'm the man. Yeah, but I was down and up like last week. Tell me where have you been?